The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the house with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? Uh, G. Cobb in the house. Uh, G. B. joining us shortly. I'm Micah Warren. Good to be back with you guys. Um... And we got a lot to talk about this week. Um, and there's still obviously the Vic stuff with the Eagles, but still about the sports. A lot going on right now. Definitely a lot going on. Uh, the Eagles, of course, played the uh, the Colts last night. And if you watched it, it didn't look too good. Uh, it definitely didn't look too good. And, uh, and G, are you with us now, buddy? Yep. Hey, G, how's it going? Good. How you doing? I'm doing. Right. What did you got game last night? Uh, well, you know, there, there was uh, definitely a lot of uh, a lot of sloppiness to it. Um, it was uh, wasn't really uh, you know a pretty game to watch, but you know I wasn't all that shocked. I mean, Eagles have a lot of people out, um, and it's a kind of situation where uh, you got you know some people that are in positions that aren't used to playing and things. So I, I didn't expect to see much. You know, I, I hope that it's not a um, it, it, it's not the kind of football that we see when they really start playing. You know, serious, of course, and the, the whole the, the real uh, season starts. So, hopefully, we don't see anything like that. Uh, but you know, it's not out of the question that <laughs> that we won't. But, <laughs> but we don't want to see anything like that. That's that's the bottom line because that was uh, that was a lot of sloppy football and. And, and, gee, if you think about it, uh, let's see. If you just look at the offense, Donovan, Deshaun, Leonard Weaver, and, what, Selleck? Is that, that's your starters that play that are, that are healthy? I mean, Curtis is, is not really – isn't full. Uh, Macklin is still getting used to the offense, so, you know, we don't know. But four of the offensive linemen, <laughs> four out of the five aren't regulars. Jamal Jackson's the only guy that's going to be a starter. I mean – there was nothing left on that offense. I think you have to look at it, and, and uh, you said this before, Jay. You know, just, just hope Donovan doesn't get blasted back there. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing that, I, that that concerned me about this was the fact that you know you've got you know some really uh, top flight people rushing the passer, and then you've got you know uh, Johnny Bobo uh, trying to hold <laughs> him off of um, Donovan McNabb. You know, that's that's a concern with me. Was that you know. You know, you really shouldn't have yourself in that position to have, you know, the, your 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 season. I mean, this is your quarterback. This is, uh, you know, the guy that that uh, gets everything going, and you got him being, you know, protected by some guys that are just finding out, you know, and seeing what kind of players they are, and uh, you, you're you're trying to block some of the best people in the in the league. So, 
definitely I was concerned about it. And, uh, and finally, I think uh, Andy Reid got a little concerned when he saw how easily uh, they were getting back there, putting pressure on McNabb. Yeah, and it, it, it was pretty bad. It, you know, it's to the point, G, where you know you can't even look at that game and what can you really take out of it? I mean, there's not offensively, of course, we're speaking. Um, none of those guys, not only are they backups, G, they haven't played together. So they're marginal at best, and there's no continuity on the line. So it was pretty bad. And there's not you just you just can't take much from it. Uh, you know, th- th- there was no room to run. Uh, Donovan didn't have a ton, ton of time to pass, but you know what he did? The pass to Deshaun. I mean, I'll tell you what, Deshaun Jackson, we've been saying this for weeks, man, this guy, he, he's got to be, he's poised for a big year. He, he looks like he's just 100% completely comfortable in this offense. And I think a lot of people expected, boy, now they added Macklin, that he's going to come, watching Macklin almost makes you appreciate Deshaun Jackson that much more, appreciate what he was able to do last year that much well, more. Well, one thing, uh, you know that you can see Macklin is nowhere near where Deshaun was last year, at least not right now. Uh, and uh, I, I think that in certain things, they've got to make sure that they utilize Macklin in the proper way. I, I think Macklin is the kind of guy that, uh, as long as he's in there in the weight room and everything, you know, Jeremy Macklin uh, is, is going to be, you know, from a size standpoint, be kind of imposing on some of the defensive backs as he grows. You know, he's still... Guy just turned 21, so he's going to get bigger. If he gets in the weight room, he's going to get stronger. And one of the things he's going to be able to do is to work inside with his size. Uh, I think he's going to be able to do that. And I think I've seen a little bit of that already, that he can go in, screen a guy off, and, and catch the ball inside and everything. So he's going to get bigger, and that's going to be a big, big thing that he'll have over Deshaun. Is Deshaun is clearly he's faster, and he gets to his – uh, to that speed, he gets to that high, you know, gets that speed component in there immediately. When he comes out of his, uh, his stance, he comes out with the blazing speed. So, uh, you know, Deshaun can get up there and, uh, you know, turn it up really fast, but he's not going to get any bigger. I mean, Deshaun's body type is not the type that's going to get bigger, but Macklin is. And so uh, if Jeremy will just continue working hard and everything, they're gonna, he's going to get to the point where there are certain things he's going to be able to do so there'll be a good combo where you'll have one guy who's got some more size, be able to go in and 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 and, uh, and, and use that size inside against people, whereas you got the other guy with the blazing speed, and we and we know which ones is which. But um, you know, Deshaun, he's he's going to be tough. He's going to be tough to deal with uh, because he knows exactly what he's doing and why he's doing it. So you know, you're working with a guy that has a good knowledge of the offense and. Uh, and you saw that yesterday. I mean, you know, Donovan put that ball out there, and um, Deshaun went and got it. Yeah, and it was a beautiful uh, throw by Donovan uh, into double coverage, right, right where it needed to be. It was perfect. And I think at that point it was like, okay, seen enough. Get him out of here. Let's just go home, take our ball and go home, and let's try and stay healthy and get out of here. Uh, because this team, this team can't afford any more injuries. And, and when, when Leonard Weaver uh, left, that's got to be a big concern because he's one of the guys that, he was kind of a year to year. Every team has a problem doing this or that. And last year, of course, the Eagles could not get a yard when they needed a yard. And he's one of the guys that was supposed to come in and change that. And he's gonna and he was gonna help with that. So you see him leaving, you just kind of roll your eyes and think, oh, here we go again. Uh, they really can't. It turns out with a sprained MCL. Do we have anything later on that? Is he day to day? Latest we've heard. 
Uh, well, uh, no, I, I haven't heard. Any, I haven't really seen anything on it. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm going to be able to find out tomorrow. But I, I really don't. Uh, you know, strain sprain the MCL. That's pretty much uh, the last that I've heard about that. And uh, he, he is a key because because he does so many things. He is a key component of the offense, and he's one of the guys that really upgrades everything because of his capabilities and uh, what he brings to the table in so many areas. Yeah, especially. You look at, we always talk about a guy like Westbrook. Oh, he's so versatile. He does this and that. Well, for a bigger guy, he, he brings just about that same versatility. He's a fullback. He can catch. They had him playing with some H-back. He could play tight end probably if he had to. He catches, uh, he, he yeah, runs, he, he blocks. He played tight end in, in, in college, so he's, he can play tight end. You know, he, he can do a lot of other things, like you said, H-back. And really, H-back and the fullback, in a lot of cases, you know, they ask him to do the same things. You know, uh, the tight end, the H-back, the fullback. You know, do a lot of blocking, get out of the backfield, catch the ball, uh, all those type of things. You know, and, and Weaver is good at all that. You could, you could even argue that I mean, he's a he's probably a little more athletic version of maybe a Chris Cooley, not quite as big, but you see what he does down in Washington out of the H back. He's a he's a very very important uh, player for what they want to do. And if you could add that to an Eagles offense that already has, I mean, Lord, yeah. Sean Westbrook, McCoy, it looks good when, when he gets a little bit of running room. Uh, and Selleck, I'm a big fan of, uh, over the middle. And Curtis, and boy, you know, it, I think we touched on it a week, you know, especially with Vic, too. And we touched on it the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's only one football in Philly. And, you know, who's going to get it? I mean, as we know as it is, they like to spread the ball around. He, Donovan might be able to spread it around probably more so than ever. I mean, I, I think, you know, that's, that's the thing. And, um, and, uh, you know, they really have some, some deadly weapons, you know, and they can spread it around, uh, hit you with different people, and, uh, you know, they could be imposing. You know, you hope they get to that. You hope that's what they become, but, you know, you need that offensive line to do their job, but, you know, you've got, got more weapons than he's ever had since he's been here. I mean, you know, they've never had a team with uh, this level of weapons, you know, and that's, that's why, you know, some of the people have been hurt. They still have um, – much more than they've ever gone to battle with uh, before. But you hit on it, G. That offensive line, if it's not right, uh, they love to throw it. And not only could Donovan get blasted, but look, if there's no room to run, I don't care who you are. No room to run, there's no room to run. I mean, I, I think we've seen some you know, somewhat decent backs out in Arizona over the years. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> there's absolutely nowhere to go. So the, the offensive line is the key to all of it. I don't care how many outside weapons you have. It's if they don't get that line right, and it seems like they will. It's, it's not as though, you know, it was a week one for the Jaguars last year. that Their two starting guards went down for the season. Like that, that's pretty devastating. At least, for the most part, you think they're going to have their starting guys in the first week or so, I guess depending on, on how quickly Sean Andrews is coming back. Do um, you think there's any chance this line's intact against the Panthers, Panthers in week one? Uh, I think there's a chance. You know, I, I don't know all the specifics of how and really where everybody's at. You know, they say one thing, but, you know, I don't know exactly where they're at. So uh, because of that, you know, we'll, I'll have to wait and see just like everybody else. Uh, but you, you hope that they, they're out there uh, and, um, you know, that they're ready to go. So, uh, you know, you, you just hope that. But, but we'll have to wait and see. You know, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, uh, not really sure as to exactly where they're at um, with regards to that. So, you know, we will see. But, yeah. uh, it, you yeah. know, it, 
the offensive line, you know, I know just from a defensive perspective and that most of the time, you know, uh, that the way a defense is going to try to take away those weapons is they're going to try to kill the quarterback, you know. Right. You, 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 you go after the quarterback, you stop him, and that's the way you take away all those weapons, you know, and, uh, and that's what teams are going to try to do, of course, if, especially if you go in there and you're, you're limping in there. But if you take away, you get to the quarterback and pound him, you can take away, you know, all those weapons. So that's what I think that um, teams are going to try to do. That's why you've got to make sure that you, you've got that offensive line intact, you know, because uh, every time that, you know, if they try to blitz or whatever, you know, they make putting themselves in position to be vulnerable to a big play because, you know, they don't have as many people back there. And what you've got to do is make them pay. You make them pay, that backs them off of that. And uh, that's the game you play. Sometimes they're going to take chances uh, to try to get to you. And every time they do, if you're able to counter it and get the ball to somebody that's one-on-one, and if anybody slips or anything, you got big plays, boy, that, then that really makes you lethal. And every time a team, see, each team, before every game, they get three, uh, three game films. And, you know, some teams that go probably try to take their own, to tape all the games of people. But you get three complete game films. Each team have to swap with each other, the games they play. And so these teams look at that tape. And if if you got big plays on that tape, boy, that that shakes up a defensive coordinator. Yeah, because you got to be careful. Now, you're a defensive guy too. If you're looking at an offensive line that let's say everybody was healthy week one, we know they haven't played together for a week tops. If that was the case, you're a defensive guy. I mean, you're you're going to mix up your looks, and I would imagine you're bringing things in all different directions. Don't show them the same thing twice. So then they got to start making quick decisions about who's covering what, and do I go left? Do I go right? What's the guy next to me going to do? And I would imagine you could do some, some damage just, you know, just being creative that way. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, uh, you're going to do uh, some of those things uh, uh, regardless, but, you know, that is something where when you, when you do something, you try to be sneaky about something, you're going to be going for the jugular because you figure, hey, somebody doesn't pick up somebody, we want to get to that quarterback, and we wouldn't mind putting a lick on them that they'll never forget. And so – uh, you're definitely going to try to take advantage of it because, you know, everybody's looking for any vulnerabilities uh, because, uh, you know, if you've got all these weapons, you know you can't stop everybody. You know you can't. So what you're thinking is, look, let's get to the source. And that way is, uh, that's going to be our method. We get to the source and take him out, and that'll be our way of uh, short-circuiting all these other guys, you know. And that'll, that would do it, too, absolutely. So, uh, But you know what? we got to take a break, and uh, we're going to come back on the other side with more G-Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. 
It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like, Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our huge selection. Enormous variety. One-stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like See store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. We'll try to convince you that our product will give you cleaner, tighter abs in minutes. Perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? G. Cobb in the house. I'm Michael Warren, and as always, I'm with the man, G. Cobb, on VoiceAmericaSports.com. And, G., I want to switch gears real quick from the Eagles. Are you, getting, are you checking out what this Cliff Lee is doing here? I mean, can you imagine how Roy Halladay would have been better? I mean, that's not a knock on Halladay. What could you possibly do to be pitching better than Cliff Lee right now? He was lights out again on Wednesday night, had a no-hitter into the sixth. I... How, how can you not give Ruben Amaro Jr. a ton of credit for what for what he was able to do in bringing in Lee and still holding on to his big chips? Well, I mean, the, the way it's worked out, I mean, I don't see how it could have worked out any better. I mean, with the way Lee has pitched, uh, with the fact that uh, he just seems to have uh, the command of everything he's doing, uh, he, he's making quick work of everybody. Uh, he's just been been dominant. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Uh, I don't know 
how Roy Holiday could have been any better. What, what, he, I guess he would have thrown uh, a, a couple of no-hitters and uh, maybe a perfect game thrown in there. I, what else could he have done? I, so from that standpoint up till now, of course it's all going to be – it's going to come down if he does pitches like that in the playoffs. But, I mean, I, I don't know how the guy could have pitched any better. I mean, I, I just uh, – maybe it's possible, but how? Yeah, you know, and you said it, G two, and this is what my concern is with the Phillies. Not that they're not play- they're not a good team. They're an excellent team, excellent team. You got to be concerned because they won it last year because of how they played at the right time. It really doesn't matter what you do in August. I don't even care what you do in early mid September, especially with uh, you have a five game series, which I think is just an absolute sham. That you play 162 baseball games, and now you're going to tell me it comes down to one or two bad games, and you're in a two zero hole. And you're looking at elimination after you play 162 baseball games for a five-game series? Come on. They've got to make that seven. That's ridiculous, and that's why you get concerned. You know, Cliff Lee has been amazing. He can't, you can't afford that off day. You can't have that first bad start in game one or two of a five-game series against a team that maybe came in swinging some hot bats. Well, you know, Micah, that's not it, though. <laughs> The thing you can't afford is you can't afford that blown save. That's what you can't afford. <laughs> that, that, that goes on top of it, too. I hadn't gotten to that I mean, yet, but you, you're I mean, exactly that's right. Where, I don't know. How could you not be concerned? How could they hand the ball, you know, to uh, Brad Lidge, a guy who, you know, you can't have any confidence that, you know, in looking at what he's done, that he's going to go out and he's going to be one, two, three, and, you know, and you're going to be in tight games. I mean, look at the pitching of the Dodgers and the Giants. And tell yeah. me you're not going to be in tight games. So that's the concern. You blow one or two games, and you're history. You're done. You know? I mean, so that is the concern. And, and uh, you know, of course, you need – you've got to have quality starting. You, you, you cannot go in and give – you can't give a game up. You can't have any games where you, you send somebody out there and they, and they just, you know, botch it. No, you've got to have – Guys that go out, they're going to give you a chance to win. They're going to keep you in the game. You've got to have that uh, because if you slip a little bit, you know, you're going to be out of the game. So, well, And right now, G, you have to say that starting pitching is a position of strength right now. Hamill was good on Saturday, but it's kind of like you just said, what can't you have? <laughs> the blown save. Hamill's pitched well enough to win that game last Saturday, and they blew the save. They'd be on a nine-game winning streak right now if he doesn't blow that save. Well, that, that's going to be it. You cannot, and, and see, th- this has been, you know, this is something that they have. I mean, you know, uh, we know what with, with alleged, you know, uh, that's why, you know, people talking about Billy Wagner and stuff like that. <laughs> Look, it, it, with all seriousness, you cannot, you, you, can't, you can't give a game away in a short series against a quality team that's got good pitching because you know you're going to be in a close, close games all the way, and, you know, you could lose a close game. I mean, you could yeah. play well and lose a close game against a good team. You know, uh, and these teams, you know, you got teams that are solid, fundamental teams. They're not going to give you any runs, okay? They're not going to give you any runs, you know, and, and every time all of your hitters are battling, uh, you got good pitchers, they're going to be getting ahead of the guys and stuff. So in a game like that, you can't give anybody any games. And so that's where the closing situation, you hand the ball to somebody with a one-run lead, you, you got to win the game, man. You got to give me three outs. You can't come in all of a sudden, boom! You you walk the first guy, 
and you know everybody's everybody's leaving home none you know people are leaving the they're, they're turning off their tubes you, you walk the first guy and really with ledge uh, the guy can't put the ball where he where he wants to he doesn't have the kind of control of his pitches that you know you want to see and that's and really that that sabotages this whole thing because you know, and we saw this all last year. How many guys did we see strike out? They're swinging at a ball in the dirt. Right. He's got two strikes on him. You know, you, you know, he's behind and he's he's, he's down. You know, two and zero oh or three and zero oh or three and one, whatever. That guy's not swinging at that ball. That ball's in the dirt now. You got people on base, and then you get people on base all the time. You throw you throw that slider, that thing's in the dirt. Hey, you know, you could have guys. <laughs> you know, now the guy's on second, you know. A hit, you know, brings yeah. him in and stuff. So that, that puts a lot of pressure on him. And then when he can't, when he doesn't get ahead, then he grooves. He comes out and he grooves that fastball, and, you know, and people going to nail him, man. Come on, these guys can hit. Yeah, and you hope the, the only possible cure is that the bats are so hot that even, you know, Alinsic and Kane can't stop him. I know that's wishful thinking. That's probably not going to be the case. You know, a five-six run lead is a cure for Lidge. I mean, that's well, what you're you going to need. And that, I that's, don't that's know. Now, you know, maybe you get one game of that, but to expect in a small, a small series, a short series, to get more than one game like that, you know, chances are, hey, these are going to be tight games, man. You know? Well, yeah, and gee, it's a good point when we talk about the five-game series because when you look at the Cardinals, well, they got Carpenter and Wainwright. I don't want any any parts of either. The Giants have Lincecum and Kane. These are guys that real quick can put you down 2-0. And at that point, winning three to get out of there is not an easy thing to do, especially when you still haven't solved your bullpen problem. I mean, would, would you take Myers? Would you try and hope he can come back? And, and if you do, what do you do with Lidge? Just sit him on the bench? Do you leave him off the playoff roster? You can't, you can't really put him in a setup role. I mean, well, the guy, is a, he's a fragile, fragile psyche. You know, once he's damaged, once, once you've taken out of that closer role, how can he pitch effectively in any role? And I don't know that he could. And uh, I, I just I don't know that you could. I mean, um, you know that that's the quandary that uh, you know Charlie's in. You know he's in the kind of position like you know what what do you do? You know, because it's funny, Jay. You could argue. You could go. You could go through this team and say, well, yeah, Hamels isn't what he was last year. Certainly not in the playoffs. But his last outing Saturday was good, and you hope he's going to get it together. We don't know that though for sure. But you know, the starting pitcher, the starting pitching is better this year than it was last year because now you do have Cliff Lee. Uh, Jay Hass is just <laughs> continues to pitch incredibly well. Blanton gives you that chance to win every time out. That's four, that's four really good starters. You, you can definitely win with those guys. The lineup's better. Jason Worth is hitting better than he was last year. Now, he's in the five slot, and he breaks up some of those lefties because Abanya has been a little colder. Uh, they moved him down to six. But you've got to like this lineup better than last year's lineup. Even oh, yeah, well, the lineup is stronger. You know, uh, the, the big thing is that as, as good as the lineup is and everything, Look, you get into uh, playoff baseball, you get into postseason baseball, it's pitching first, you know, because, you know, you, you don't know that those bats are going to go in and jump on, you know, are going to pound that much, you know? Yeah, and, you know, we know that good pitching is going to beat good hitting. Uh, you get somebody, I mean, Lincecum absolutely shredded that lineup in San Francisco a few weeks ago. They couldn't come near him. I mean, that kid is good. Kane is phenomenal, too. And you look at facing those guys, it might be asking a lot for your bats to, to come through with something like that. They are some very, very, very good pitchers. 
and it looks like the path is going to be very difficult for the Phillies this year. If Lidge was, I, I can't say if Lidge was last year because that's not really fair to expect somebody to be perfect. That you can't expect that. He's got to be some sort of facsimile thereof of himself. I mean, to where you can at least say, well, Lidge is going to there's a 90% chance Lidge, Lidge gets us through this. I don't think you can say that right now. There's a 60% chance. And if it's a one-run lead, gee, 40% chance he gets through it? He's blown eight saves. You know, with, with a three-run lead, uh, I can relax a little bit if he's got a three-run lead. Two runs, now you're pushing it one, uh, forget it. I mean, you might want to head for the exits. Well, you know, I'll tell you, you know, if you think that, you know, people all, you know, still talk about Kurt Schilling and what he did with uh, Mitch Williams, there's going to be a lot of people with those towels around their head. (laughs) (laughs) When when they hand that ball to to Brad Lidge with the money on the line and the one-run lead, believe me, there are going to be a lot of towels being used. And people might not just be putting them on their head. They might be crying in them before it's over. So, you know, I mean, come on. People get the, get the shakes when he, when he gets the ball now, and it's not for the money. Uh, and so, and, and really, you know, uh, Mitch, I mean, uh, um, Kurt Schilling shouldn't have done what, he, done what he did. Of course not. But come on. It was, it was excruciating they handed Mitch the ball in a tight game. My goodness. Coach well, Eddie always walks the first guy, and a lot of times he'll walk the second guy. <laughs> Come on, well, and don't forget too. As each game went, game went by, his arm got a little weaker. I mean, you could argue he should not even have been in that game against Joe Carter. His arm I mean, pretty much shot at that point. He was throwing eighty mile an hour fastballs right across Come on. the plate. Hey, I, I, I really believe me. Kurt wasn't the only one using that towel. <laughs> he wasn't the only one using the towel. I tell you that. And, and you have to think at this point. Well, Wagner went to the Red Sox. I don't know if you saw that. So he's. Uh, he's oh, he did. I, I didn't know I that. Think so the only option here is but the Brett Red Myers. Sox grabbed him, huh? Yeah, the Red yep. Sox got him. And uh, so Brett Myers is the only guy. Unless, do you trust Madsen? He he really proved that's not his thing. And I tell you what, I'd probably be just as scared, if not more scared, throwing Madsen out there as well as he pitches in the eighth. And he is phenomenal, and he's got he he's got stuff. But you put him out there in the ninth, and he was brutal this year. Absolutely brutal. Myers is your only option. Would you agree? Yeah, he could he could be an option, you know. Um, I mean, you know, he 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 may be, you know. You have to see what he's got, but um, we'll yeah, have to see. It's you know? not even entirely fair to ask that when the guy. I mean, plus he had his one. He's got a one week setback now because he busted his eye, which I do not believe that he slipped getting into his car. I think probably he was in a bar brawl, but that's just my opinion. But you're asking a lot of a guy to come back and then go back to a role that he got used to not being in, um, you know, because he went from closer, he went back to starter. Now you're asking him to go back to closer, which is possible. Uh, it's possible he could do it uh, because he, obviously he's not going to be stretched out to be a starter. So the only role he's going to have is in the bullpen. But anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break, G, and I will see you on the other side. We'll get back to those Eagles in a bit. It's G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. to the pros we, we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back. No questions asked. Let's face it, the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes. The team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful. The fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be. But how do you make them faster? After all, like many coaches, maybe you were told that you can't teach speed, that an athlete is either born with it or they're not. Right? Wrong. Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport. Speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six-DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now, get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right, when you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised, better-built's World of Outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at OutdoorVideoSchool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. If you want to get in on the conversation, call in now. It's toll-free, 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. What's up, everybody? We're back. Uh, I'm Michael Warren. I'm with G Cobb. We're on G Cobb in the house, voiceamericasports.com. We've been talking some football, talking some baseball. We'll bring it back to football because, frankly, it's just so much more fun to talk about. And we talked about the Eagles' offensive line before and what a real wreck it is right now because you have backups playing and you guys play out of position and nobody's used to playing with one another. But I got a, a gander at a, at a rival Giants team on Monday night, and they're talk about the complete opposite. They are a well-oiled machine up front, and you can see it was serious problems for the Panthers. It doesn't matter who they have running the ball. They're going to run it down your throat. Now, we know they don't have Plaxico anymore. We know there's problems with the wide receivers. Gee, do you think that's a huge problem? Because the way their offensive line plays together, if they're able to run the ball that well, I mean, you have to think that some of these wide receivers, their NFL caliber, that they can at least make some plays, correct? You think they can do it? Well, you know, uh, see, uh, the, the thing I go to is, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Eli. You know, I, I think he's he's uh, he's been a pretty good quarterback, 
And uh, but I don't think he's uh, anything special. I don't think he was special during the Super Bowl. You know, uh, you know, and uh, for that matter, uh, a lot of these guys, you know, they make a play, some plays at the end of a game after you know being mediocre the entire game. Uh, whereas if they could have led the team to 24 points or so, then the team would have just won the game. You know, uh, it wouldn't have been this huge ending, but you know they just won the game. You know. You know, I'm, I'm not big Eli guy, so I think he needs a dominant receiver. You know, I don't think without a dominant receiver, and he's got to make plays where he's either maneuvering and buying time and making plays uh, to, to help a guy get open and that sort of thing. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if he's with the pressure on him, he will throw the ball to the other team. Uh, and I, I think that, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, at the, you know, but the thing they got is it's not so much Eli to me. It's that dominant defense that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have a defense that could put them in position for easy scores because they can rush the passer so well. They can be so dominant. I think that's the thing that sticks out to me about them. It's not, it's not Eli. Uh, it's the running game. You mentioned it's that powerful running game, and it's a great defense. And, and that's why, you know, people are talking about the quarterback winning and everything. Look, it depends on the way you play in the game. If you're depending on the quarterback to generate all the offense and he's got to throw and, you know, it's either him or you can't, you know, he can't depend on a dominant running game and come out and win a game where he throws the ball 15 to 20 times and the, 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 the offense runs for 200 and some yards and the defense is dominant. Come on, how can you get all uh, into what the quarterback did? You know, it depends on the way you play the game. That's why uh, I, I think, you know, and I, and I know uh, the way a lot of the business is done, uh, that the people that call the games, their job is to make stars out of the players because I think that helps the league, even though some of these guys are not deserving to be stars. I mean, come on. They ask one guy to do one thing, and they ask another guy to do more. And, you know, I'm not where I'm just pushing McNabb, but come on. They, they don't, you know, he's never been in a situation where he can throw 15 times and they run for 200 yards. And, you know, he wins. Everybody's making a big deal out of him. And every time he threw the ball, they were, the defense was set up to stop the run. So he's throwing the guys wide open. He never get any pressure on him and everything. Come on, yeah. That's not the same kind of football that the Eagles play. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And Donovan hasn't had anything resembling that since the three-headed monster back in 2003. It hasn't even been close. Um, yeah, you know, the Giants have to hope for, uh, and, and I'm with you on Eli. He's a good quarterback, but he's not special. He'll get the job done. I don't believe that contract he got was warranted at all. And I know for a fact he struggles to throw the ball in the Meadowlands late in the year. That's yeah. a problem if you have home field advantage in the playoffs. We saw but that they, last year. Come on. We, we saw it last year where, you know, he had to go in and make a play, you know. And, and really, if you look all through the playoffs, they always had great defense. In the Super Bowl, people, what was the greatest thing that happened in the Super Bowl? It wasn't Eli Manning. They showed a film of that. The greatest thing that happened was they stopped the highest scoring offense ever. I mean, whatever, offense that nobody was even slowing down. They stopped them. So that was the news of that game wasn't that they scored against that uh, in the New England defense. The New England defense would be get, getting shredded all year. But, yeah. but, the, but the offense outscored everybody. And the thing that happened during the Super Bowl was somebody finally stopped them. That was what happened in the Super Bowl. It wasn't Eli. That, you know, it, it's, that's why really, it really just uh, makes me, you know, just, you know, I don't even want to you know, talk to people about it because 
It's a total distortion of what happened in the game. The news of the game was they stopped that offense. They yeah, held the 14 points, and that team had been scoring 14 in the, in the first quarter. They were disappointed if they didn't have more than that in the first quarter. They scored 14 points in the entire game. So, you know, a, a, a decent offense, if you ask me, they, they would have beat the Patriots by at least 24 or 30 points. I mean, 30 to to 14. It wouldn't have been a close game, but it's because it was Eli, and most of the game he didn't do anything, and and he, you know he got lucky at the end of the game. Come on, that was come on, that was luck. Come on. I, I agree with you, Jay. One of the things he didn't do also during that game, he didn't do anything incredibly stupid either. He didn't do anything no, he didn't. great, well, but he didn't you know, do anything incredibly stupid that would have well, cost him. Because but, they don't ask him to do. See, because I, they I got agree. great defense, they don't ask him to do anything. But if if uh, if New England had had played whatsoever to, to the level they're capable of offensively, the game would have been over. Eli couldn't have stayed with him because, come on, he's guy's not that good. <laughs> yeah, and, gee, and you said it too. I mean, if you remember back to that game, there was a look on Brady's face that we hadn't seen at all that year, not even close, of where, is, where are these guys coming from, whose job is it, and why is Justin Tuck constantly in my face? Justin Tuck, to me, should have gotten MVP. Uh, he is so disruptive well, I've in the middle. That. How many times have I said that? That guy, he was the difference in the game because what he did was he would, first of all, he scared uh, Brady because he nailed him. He didn't just tackle him. He nailed him a couple times to where Brady couldn't say, I can't step up. I mean, these guys, you know, his line totally got, got dominated and, you know, he got, got his head taken off. And we see that Brady, he, the guy's human, you know. People say, oh, he, look, the guy's human. And, and we see that now, and, and uh, you know, I saw that uh, last night in the game he played last night. He is he's, he's jittery because he got, he got nailed by Cincinnati, and he's not the same guy. And it's going to take him a while to get back to that guy that would, can stand in there and irrelevant of everybody else to throw the ball and everything, like you see a quarterback is, is supposed to be able to do. Uh, he's, he's, he, come on, he's jittery, and, and that's why if people – uh, can get some pressure, especially up the middle. You get any pressure up the middle by that guy, hey, he's, 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 he's aware of who's by his feet. And uh, it's understandable. I mean, the guy just got over a horrific knee injury. You, can, you, you, you know, he's human. Come on. These guys are not animals. These guys are not machines. And so you're going to see uh, people trying to get pressure on him, and if they can, they'll slow down that offense. And yeah, and you're exactly right with the with the knee issue because that's his front plant foot. So now, one of the things that one of the brilliance of Brady, if you watch him, he is able to avoid the rush so subtly and step up here and there while looking downfield the whole time. Well, when you're thinking, hey, my knee just got shredded, and I've got guys diving all around, I can't really see them because I got to look, be looking downfield. I have to concentrate on ten different things. It takes a while to get that back. Carson Palmer came out recently and said he he was still working back from his knee injury when he shredded it in 05. It well, takes a while to get used to or have, have the confidence to stand there and do you know, what you're supposed guys, to do and pay attention to everything that's not your knee. That's why, you know, these guys, uh, you know, they were so quick um, that I remember around here when McNabb was coming back that right away they were, oh, you know, look, uh, you coming back from a knee injury, you had that knee hurt, it's going to take you a while. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Tom is a, is a guy, he's a, he's, a, he's a warrior, so I think he's going to make it back, but it's going to take him a little while. Uh, but, the, you know, the big thing is that line, they've got to do their job. They, were, they weren't on their game, and uh, he really wasn't on his game last night. And uh, that's why I heard, you know, he didn't even talk to the media after the game. 
because um, he, you know, he was flustered by it. But still, you know, he's supposed to talk to the media after the game and everything. That, but you see where, uh, you know, a good pass rush. That's why I say good pass rush. And on the other side, that's the one thing I want to talk about a little good uh, about is uh, Jason Babin. I mean, he it might be the best thing to happen to this team all offseason, <laughs> even in spite of all these other people they've added. Yeah, we'll so, see. Look, we'll get we'll, we're going to get to the defense on the other side of that break. So uh, I'll see you in a few. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you currently having trouble paying your mortgage are you in an adjustable rate mortgage or possibly in foreclosure if you've been late once have already received a letter from your lender with intent to foreclose or even have a share of sale notice you need to contact the professionals at new hope modifications they are experts in helping people behind on their mortgage, in foreclosure, or even who are on time, but know that rate will be adjusting and will cause them problems in the future. Call New Hope Modifications today at 888-NO-DEBT-9. That's 888-663-3289 and talk to one of their modification experts. New Hope is staffed with professionals and have years of experience in customer service and the mortgage industry. Our branch managers take pride in giving every customer the attention and support that they may need in this crucial time of their life. You are not alone, and New Hope is the company that you can trust to help you save your home or assist in getting you a payment you can handle. Give them a call right now at 888-663-3289. Again, that number, 888-663-3289, and put your trust in New Hope. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
you're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? We're back on G Cobb in the house, VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren. I am, as always, with G Cobb. And we were just talking about the Giants and the strength of their team being that front four, a uh, front seven probably now. They've really bolstered the linebacking group. So let, let's, let's segue that back into uh, the Eagles here. Eagles defense, they, they got some good push from Jason Babin last night. You have to think that they didn't expect anything out of him. Uh, gee, can he be a kind of diamond in the rough here? They just found something? Is there any chance he contributes this year? Well, I think that, uh, you know, the way he's been playing, you know, it looks like he could possibly be a guy that really could help them. You know, um, I don't know uh, whether he's going to be able to keep it up. I mean, I have seen guys that they show real well for a short period of time, and then all of a sudden they kind of evaporate. Uh, so I definitely think that he can, he could be uh, a guy who uh, right now he looks like he's legitimate, you know, that, that uh, he's going to help them and uh, he's going to, you know, uh, take their uh, pass rush to another level because, you know, Trent Cole, if Trent Cole is over there and they've got to worry about somebody else, then Trent Cole is going to be that much better. If you just got Trent Cole and they're able to single everybody else, then, you know, it, it, it minimizes Trent because if they're doubling him, he wears down just like the rest of that line because they're small. Right. But if you've got another component, and uh, is able to give you something because some of the other guys are going to have their times where they're going to get to the quarterback. But if he can be, you know, a guy who is uh, dependable to put pressure on anytime he's singled, well, then that's going to make the, the defensive line uh, imposing, and that's going to put them in, in a position where, you know, uh, they're really going to be able to really shake people up. So I think that um, there's no question uh, that Babin – could be the best thing that happened to this team. And I'm talking about, in spite of all the other people they've added, that if you can get a pass rusher, and, uh, you know, because if you get against a good team, which you're going to play good teams if you get to the playoffs, right. if you can have a pass rush that's not dependent on rushing, on blitzing, well, then you keep all your people back. You know you got some good people in the secondary. You don't have to get singled up on people. You got your, back, your people back, and you got pressure on the quarterback. Look at last night. People talk about how great Peyton Manning is. Did you see what he looked like when he put pressure on him? Yeah. He, you know, he turned into a girl and threw the ball on the ground. <laughs> I mean, you know, look at Brady. You know, Brady, oh, great Brady. Look, put some pressure on him. We, we just talked about him in the Super Bowl. Look, it is the, 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 it is the equalizer. You put pressure on a guy, and I don't care who you got back there, and, you know, you, you pound him. You're going to have success against the guy. I don't care who it is you put back there. And so that's what really uh, the Eagles, you know, uh, and that's why in certain ways, you know, I'm a proponent of guys that can rush the passer. Give me a guy that can rush the passer because what I think it does is it takes uh, everything to another level. When you got that pass rusher, uh, it's going to minimize. I don't care who's running out for passes. It doesn't matter. Because if the quarterback is either running for his life or he's on his butt, it doesn't matter whether the guys are open 
or whoever it is. It doesn't matter. So that's why Babin, if he can continue to do, because, I mean, the guy looked dominant. You know, in the, in the first two games, he's been a dominant player where you, your eye just goes to him because he's getting off the ball faster than everybody. He's in the backfield. He, he's, he's making the, the quarterback feel uncomfortable. And you saw uh, with, uh, with Manning, he just threw the ball on the ground. He basically, you know, because he, he was afraid and he doesn't want to get hurt. I don't know if he would do that in the game, but I have seen him do that in, in, the, uh, in the regular season. You know, that when he gets pressure on him and he's not able to get rid of that ball and everything, you know, then he's not the same quarterback. And, and so uh, that's why, you know, uh, I'm not as big on Manning as some others are because when he gets in the playoffs, a lot of times he runs in that kind of pressure, and he's not the same guy. You know, and they, they worship him, but, you know, uh, but in all fairness, come on, a quarterback's running for his life. I don't care who it is. He's not the same guy. So that's why if Babin can get up them have a dominant pass rush that doesn't rely on the blitz, he could make them a completely different team. He could, and I know it's asking a lot, but in general, that defensive line has to play that much better run and pass because you don't have Stuart Bradley. Now you got a kid in there in Joe Mays, and I don't know if he, he missed a few lanes and let some guys get by him. I mean, he's young, he's going to make mistakes, but this linebacking core is nothing to write home about. Secondary is fine, excellent, Demps, whatever, but... This linebacker is going to need some help in that defensive line. And pass or run, even not just pass rush, if that defensive line could just do their best to play on the other side of the line, it disrupts everything. I mean, when you get penetration of any kind, blows everything up. And they're going to need that because they've got linebackers that are going to need that help more so probably now than ever. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what your take is on Gokong and Akeem Jordan, but to me, they're just guys. You know, maybe you can use Gokong as a pass rusher, which they might have to do. They might find themselves in that situation. If they're not getting a good enough pass rush from those front four, Gokong might be a guy they could use to help out. Uh, but they, you know, with Mc, it gets back to McDermott. Because if you have to call blitzes now, do you trust McDermott, the kid, to be calling the correct blitzes so that he's not getting torched when somebody figures out where it's going? If you know where the blitz is coming from, you can hurt him bad. And that's what Jim Johnson was brilliant at, disguising. You don't know what's coming, when it's coming, or how it's coming. Well, well you know, the, you, the big thing is I, I did see um, what, I, what I looked at. I mean, I, I thought uh, that Broderick Bunkley is becoming a, even a better player, and, uh, you know, he seems like he's taking a step up uh, as a dominant player. So I think he's going to help you. So if you do get the pressure from outside, I think with him and Patterson inside, uh, that you're going to get one of them with some pressure in the guy's face, so he's not going to be able to step up. And so, uh, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing out of the defensive line. You just got to have, you know, Babin can continue to give what he, what he gives you, and you know you got Cole coming back. Uh, then, you know, you, you could wind up where you're not dependent so much on the blitz. If you're not dependent on the blitz, come on. Uh, being a defensive coordinator is, a, is an easy life because, crap, the, 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 the quarterback's scared for his life. It doesn't matter who you have back there. It doesn't matter what coverage you're throwing. He's throwing the ball before he wants to. He's not comfortable looking and finding out who's open. So, you know, things are going to work out. But I got to run. I'm headed down to Atlantic City. I got appearance down there. But I want to uh, thank everybody for joining us. And, uh, you know, keep checking out gcob.com. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Of course, I'll be over at the uh, Novacare Center tomorrow with. Uh, reports on what's happening, what's Vic doing, what's this team doing, and Andy's going to talk tomorrow about that game and talk about how everybody's health is. So check out tomorrow uh, early in the afternoon. He's going to be talking about 1130, and 
uh, you'll have some stuff up uh, around that time about what's going on with the birds. And uh, Micah is going to take it uh, for you because i got to hurry up and get down there. And I'll, I'll talk to you, Micah. All right, G. We'll talk, buddy. All right. All right. That was G. Cobb, and we're just wrapping up here anyway on VoiceAmericaSports.com. G. Cobb in the house, and we will do the same thing again next week, 7 p.m. Eastern time to 8 p.m. Uh, we're always with you. So until that time, I want to thank everybody for joining us, and I will see you next week. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.